Hey, are you struggling with porn? Is porn taking up too much of your time? Is this becoming an unhealthy habit? Is porn ruining your relationships with the ones that you love the most? Becoming somebody that you never thought you could be. Is the lying, the shame, the pain, the regret, is it getting old? Is it time for a change? If you are interested in starting this journey, of recovery and reclaiming your life, you have come to the right place. I'm your host, Mac, and this is the Porn Free Millennial Podcast. Welcome to the Porn Free Millennial Podcast. This is your host, Mac. And it's been a little bit of time since my last podcast. I was back in July. Wanted to say, if you're a new listener, really appreciate you being on. Uh, Thank you. And for returning listeners, what's up? We're back with another episode, so I hope you enjoy this one. Uh, Real quick, I've been traveling a lot. Quick you know, synopsis of my life the past few months. Uh, so I got divorced from a five-year marriage back in March. And at that point, you know, I decided, Hey, I want to live my life differently. So I bought an RV, uh, that you can drive. It's a class C mobile home. And, uh, my dogs and I, we left from Colorado where I'm from, uh, back at the end of June. And since then we've been traveling the country. Uh, so we made it all the way down from Colorado all the way down to to, to Key uh, Largo, Florida, which is in the Florida Keys. That's like really south, basically almost the very bottom of U.S. And uh, made it, started to make it up uh, the East Coast in a way. So uh, went to Charleston for a little bit and uh, was uh, close to Raleigh for a couple of weeks. And now I'm in Asheville, North Carolina, and I've been here for a couple nights. It's absolutely gorgeous. I love it. Uh, being from Colorado, just seeing the Blue Ridge Mountains and and uh, just how gorgeous they are, especially when the sun comes up and the sun comes down. Oh my gosh, absolutely gorgeous. So just want to share. I've been traveling a lot, so uh, I would say like just with this schedule and energy levels and change of routine. It's been a little bit tough, you know, I wanted to take some time to really, you know, to be in in the right mindset to provide another podcast. And this one's actually going to be focused on uh, tools that you can use actually every day. Uh, So I'll go ahead and get into it. Uh, The the episode today is focused on FAST check-ins. So uh, FAST is an acronym. So it's F-A-S-T-T. And these are check-ins. So these are meant to be like verbal check-ins that you would do with somebody. Like an accountability partner is kind of what 
I would say I call it, uh, you can call it, you know, really whatever you want, but somebody that you know and trust is preferred uh, that you can check in with. If that's not going to float your boat, you can also do this with yourself, like if you're into journaling or, you know, daily meditations, things like that. And this is just a great way to check in with yourself to see how you're doing. So with that being said, you know, what we're going to do today, a little bit of a, like a summary before we go into this, or an outline, so to speak, is I'm going to give a definition uh, for the acronym itself. So we're going to kind of go like one letter at a time. Then we're going to talk about, you know, how to actually do a check-in and who to do it with. Uh, because I think you do have to be selective on, on who you want to, to do check-ins with. You want them to be meaningful in your life. Uh, so, you know, before we get into the definitions, really quick, I just want to give credit uh, where credit is due. So I, I first came across the fast check-in uh, through the Porn Free Radio podcast. Uh, you know, really one of my inspirations to write and to podcast. Uh, the host's name is Matt Dobshoots. I had the pleasure to actually be in one of his groups. Uh, I guess <laughs> it's kind of funny to say that. Like, I'd rather not, would have not have been in a porn recovery group, but I'm happy that I started with his. Uh, so actually was able to, to meet him remotely. I haven't met him in person. Uh, but, uh, you know, really just a, a great leader in this space. Uh, someone, you know, I aspire to be or aspire to follow, you know as the years progress. Uh, he really is, I would say, one of the OGs <laughs> in, um, I'd say, like, the, the, the porn, uh, you know, porn-free podcast realm. So he really uh, introduced this concept, I think, in one of his episodes. And uh, also, uh, he does have a website, it's called Recovered Man, uh, where, you know, if you're interested in any kind of group coaching or individual coaching, you can check that out. Uh, definitely would highly recommend it. Uh, so he, he introduced this uh, to me, uh, and I'm going to go ahead and like share my interpretation of it. might not be completely the same as his, but this is the way really I interpret these check-ins. So we'll go ahead and get started. So in the fast check-in, you first you start with F. So when you're doing your check-in with your accountability partner, or if you're doing this personally with yourself, you start off with, so F starts for feeling. So when you're getting started, you first want to check in with your internal emotions. It's a great place to start because it, it kind of sets the tone and the temperature for your check-in. Uh, now, feelings, you know, they could be positive feelings. Um, could be negative. But I really want to challenge your, you to... Put it into like one word, like one feeling. There's a great resource uh, that that I have. Uh, I can see if I can link to it. I actually got this from another name drop. My mentor, who's also a OG in the porn podcast realm, his name is Vern Tomke. Uh, he has the Finding Traction podcast, and his uh, website's Band of Brothers Care or Band of Brothers Care. And I'm actually going through individual uh, coaching mentorship with him through his program. And it's, it's fantastic. Vern's a fantastic guy. Uh, another person I'd like to meet in person someday. And one person that I, you know, would like to aspire to be and 
and to emulate. So uh, he actually shared with me this visual uh, that you know I can I can see if I can link to, but it, it's a feelings wheel. It's a really great resource, and you could probably Google it. It's called the Feelings Wheel. It looks like it's from um, PhD Marshall Rosenberg. Uh, that's where uh, that's that's the source of the Feeling Wheel. But basically, you know, you want to sh- you want to start off with the temperature, like where you're at when you're checking in. Uh, you're kind of like rating, you know, where your f- emotions are at. So, for instance, you know. I'd say you can separate them in, into two categories. You can share your feeling when you're not getting your needs met, and you can share your feelings when you are getting your needs met. So I'm going to share some examples of when you are getting your needs met first, and then I'm going to share some examples of when you're not getting your needs met. So these are feelings that you can start off with in your check-in. So when you are getting your needs met, You can be proud, joyful, intrigued, trusting, loving, peaceful. When you're not getting your needs met, some examples are angry, disgusted, afraid, surprised, sad, ashamed, annoyed. It's really important when you do this as a practice, be honest. Don't sugarcoat it. Don't just act like everything's fine. If you're not feeling good, share it. That's super important because if you start off your check-in by just saying what you think the other person wants to hear, you're not really helping yourself. So it's really good to do that. And and trust me, it's, it's a learning process as you go. Um, I sometimes feel like, and I just use the word, when I do my check-ins that I kind of ramble on a little bit on feeling because, you know, sometimes it's hard to put it into one word, um, but, you know, you want to stick with a theme, you know, something consistent on something honest of, of how you're doing. So really, it's important to, to share how you're feeling as, you know, setting the temperature for the call. And, you know, you can, you know, when you share, you know, how you're feeling, I think it's okay to, you know, provide an example of two of like why. I think that helps shed light when you're doing your check-in on, you know, maybe some of the reasons for why you're, you're, you're feeling that way. You know, sometimes I would say like as an example, you know, if, if I'm feeling maybe a little bit annoyed or irritated, it could be because I didn't get a lot of sleep. The night before and I've got some tough projects I got to work on the next day that's an example you know or on the flip side if I'm feeling really proud it could be hey I got a lot done today and I'm, I'm feeling real good I'm feeling really proud of what I accomplished so those are some examples there next we'll go into actions and recovery so that's a so these are really active commitments that you're taking that are moving you forward in recovery. So how I would define this as is, hey, like what are what are some healthy habits that you're putting in the place of porn? I think some examples of that for like actions and recovery would be, you know, going on walks outside, exercising, eating healthy, 
uh, you know, big ones reducing screen time on your phone and social media, you know, it could be reading books, spending more time with your family, with your friends or your, you know, your partner, significant other, uh, getting asleep is huge. Oh my gosh. It's probably one of the biggest ones. I'd say one of the biggest actions, uh, is just getting a good, like seven to eight hours of sleep. Uh, it really helps with a lot of things. Uh, there's a really good book out there. It's called, I think, Sleep by Matthew Walker. But the whole book's about just how important it is to get that seven to eight hours just for your overall health and like the longevity of your life. It's an important part uh, of recovery and important part of your life. Um, and I think like kind of tying into that is actions and recovery, it's, it's not just about like quitting porn and like avoiding porn and not having porn in your life. It's actually like, what are you doing to move forward? Uh, it's not just moving away from porn. It's what actions are you taking to actually move forward in your life and to grow in your life and to achieve things and to make progress. That's what it's all about. Uh, you know, I definitely would recommend starting small. Uh, you know, I think one thing that I've suffered from, and I know a lot of people do is, you know, when we're doing actions and recovery, it always is, we always start off just so big. It's always just something kind of crazy, like a huge laundry list of things that you're like, okay, I'm going to get all this stuff done like every day. And if I do this every day and I get this done every day, then, you know, uh, there's no way, you know, I'm going to ever look at porn again. And that always fails just because we, we do it for like one or two days and we just get completely exhausted and burnt out. Then we're ashamed and we feel bad because we couldn't get those goals and habits done. And then we just go back to porn because, you know, we're, we're trying to fill that, uh, that, you know, that, that, uh, we're trying to fill that, that, uh, gap that, uh, where we're, we feel sad or we, we feel like we let ourselves down, you know, we feel depressed and then we go to porn to, you know, as that tool, um, to make us feel better, to numb that pain. Cause you know, porn really, and this is something that Matt Dobb shoots, you know, shared before in his podcast and it, it kind of sounds counterintuitive, but it makes a lot of sense is, you know, porn's like really the solution, right? It's, it's the solution that we've had for such a long time. It's the solution to our pain. It's a solution towards getting turned down. It's a solution you know, that can solve just about any kind of like negative emotion. And that's the lie that we tell ourselves and that we were, have been living. But nonetheless, porn is used really as that solution. So really, when you frame it that way, what are some actual healthy things that can be the solution in your life? Uh, and start small uh, because, it, you know, it, take, it typically takes, you know, one to three, one to four months to really build a habit and to build a good habit. So it's going to take time. So what my advice would be is just to be patient and keep it simple. Like literally just maybe for a week to say, Hey, I want to get outside like once a day and go on a walk around the block or, you know, maybe a certain amount of steps and just like set the bar somewhere that you can hit because when you hit it, then you can build, you can start building off of that and you can feel accomplished. If you start super high and you can't even hit it in the first place, you're just going to feel demoralized. So that's actions in recovery. Um, so typically, you know, with that, uh, I would, I would say like, it's kind of like you want to, you want to set that up 
you know, with your accountability partner when you get started. I think you want to like kind of push each other to maybe have like like two or three things that you want to focus on for, you know, a set amount of time and hold each other accountable to that. Uh, you know, when I'm checking in with my accountability partners, uh, you know, there, there's kind of a theme where we kind of know, hey, this is like what I'm working on. These are my actions and this is what you're working on. But then again, sometimes things come up where you might find something new that's really helping you out that you might integrate and you might share in your check-in to say, hey, like today, you know, I ended up volunteering at the food bank and that was an action towards recovery because, you know, it really, you know, inspired me, uh, you know, to get more involved in the community. Uh, you know, things like that. Hey, you know, I woke up and you know, I went on a run today. Uh, that's an action towards recovery. So it's kind of two part, you know, it could be habits that you set um, or if you're not quite there yet, uh, you know, it could be just, you know, something that you did that was healthy in place of that porn habit. And it can also be a mixture of that too. There's really no set guideline on this, but these, these are just, uh, you know, some things in my mind that, you know, I typically talk about when, when I'm doing my check-ins. So that was actions and recovery. All right, next we're going to get to kind of the, the tough one, um, the fun one, uh, sarcastically. Uh, so this is slips and sobriety. Um, so this is the S in the fast. So this is where it gets a little bit tough because, you know, obviously this isn't like really the fun part, you know, especially like if you lose your sobriety, that's, that's always tough, always tough, um, no doubt about it. Uh, and then slips, you know, I think those are tougher in a way Whereas like with sobriety, in some ways you, you feel, you know, I think initially like you just have to start all over. Uh, I think slips, they're a little bit more tricky because you really got to kind of dig deep to figure out like what a, what a slip is for yourself and, and like how to define that. So I'll do my best here. Uh, you know, I, I think for slips, if you're going to like look at, you know, green light, yellow light, red light. You know, actions and recovery, I would say, is the green light. Like, it's good. Go. Keep going. You know, move forward. Uh, the yellow would be a slip. So, yellow is kind of like that caution. It's kind of telling you, hey, red light's coming up soon. And, uh, you know, it's it's in, it's in the, it's on the horizon. You can kind of see it ahead. And, uh, you know, you need to start slowing down. You know, you need to come to a stop because you're about ready to blow through this red light. And I think this is really like a slip is kind of like where you start to lose momentum. Uh, these are actions that are more or less kind of like the inverse of your actions in recovery. Like these are things that, that, that work against it. Uh, you know, I, I would say it, it's really like you're edging around what your red line is, like what you consider to be, you know, over the line for yourself, what you consider to be like a relapse, what you consider to be, you know, losing your sobriety. The slip is really like edging around that, like you're getting close, but you're not quite there. But it's, it's this repetitive thing, you're kind of stuck in this like preoccupation stage to where, you know, you just keep going back to it. Now for, I'd, I'd say like certain examples I can provide, you know, really some, you know, some 
pretty clear ones would be like if you were searching the name of somebody that you've looked up before and you keep going back to it um, you know or if you're you're kind of going on unsafe sites or even like safe sites but you're just kind of searching for things or maybe there's certain apps like i know like the youtube shorts tiktok shorts snapchat all those feeds are danger like if your algorithm's not set up right like and you're going in there like obviously you're, you're probably going in there knowing that you're probably going to see something i would call that like a slip it, it's basically like where you know deep down inside that this is not you know this is not sound activity if you're in recovery it's working against your recovery remember that so you know other things you know it could be i think like lying about the little things that's, that's definitely a slip uh you know it could be you know failing to maybe stick with uh your set actions so if you're if you're like really we're hitting the gym hard and you're doing really well with your action recovery and then you just stopped going because you weren't getting enough sleep, like losing momentum in those habits, you could also see that as a slip because it's not just all about just like whether or not like you looked at porn, you masturbated. It's also like, are you moving forward again in your recovery? Like, are you moving forward? Are you starting that new chapter where you have that clear sense of purpose and, and you're striving towards something? Uh, and then other things, you know, it could just be like checking somebody out for a really long amount of time, uh, you know, being preoccupied mentally with sexual thoughts that are really just getting in the way of you functioning, like getting in the way of you working, of, of you know, communicating with others, of having relationships. Uh, that That's a list of slips. So hopefully that, that helped defining it a little bit. So the other S would be sobriety. So this is like your red line. Uh, this is telling you, hey, stop. Like, once you once you're at that red light, uh, it becomes a lot harder to stop because you've already been edging your way basically through the intersection, and you're not really slowing down, and you're about ready to run, run that red light. So something that's really important for sobriety is to like define like what it is, like what is sobriety for you, like what is uh, like a relapse relapse is basically you know kind of more or less losing your sobriety so i'd say for me just as an example masturbating uh, watching pornography through photos videos gifts etc that's like my red line uh you know we live in a world now where you got to be a little bit realistic with just culture and you know if you if you watch anything on tv are on uh streaming uh there's a good chance that something might pop up and you know for me like if something comes up and i'm watching something and you know i i, I just continue on and i i don't stick on it uh i don't really count that as a relapse you know i definitely check that in with my accountability partner but you know i would say like when you're sucked into the gravity hole and you're in there uh that's when you're about to go through that red light, like where you're preoccupied and, and you're going back to old habits that you knew were problematic. Uh, that's how I would define it. Uh, you know, and I think it's just really everybody has their own, you know, stop, uh, their, their own red light, their own line in the sand, their own place where they know, like, if, if I stop here and I turn back, 
hey, I, you know, I'm still holding my sobriety, but I got some a lot of stuff to work on. But if I keep going, you know, um, I got to kind of restart, you know, if I'm counting the days or whatnot, you know, and that that's that's the way that I that I define it. Um, but that could be different for everybody, you know. Uh, I I kind of frame my podcast and I, I frame a lot of this advice through like you know my experiences and and experiences that I, I know like from other people. And what I'd say is like a problematic porn use for me is just like you can't stop, you get sucked in, you know. Before you know it, you're staying up really late, you know. You're you're missing time with people um, because you just can't stop looking at it. You can't stop, you know. It's multiple times a day. That that's that's really where I've been at before, and uh, you know that's a spot I don't want to be back at, you know. And that's that's what I'm trying to recover from, right? Uh, but yeah, just be honest, you know, uh, be honest with the fact of, Hey, whatever this is, whatever this red line is, I know that after it, I'm going to feel empty. I'm going to feel terrible. I'm going to feel upset. You know, just insert that negative feeling. Uh, for me, it was feeling numb. Uh, that's like what I know will happen after I relapse, after I cross that line, I know it will happen for a fact. That's what I always remind myself. So just think about in your past, like the negative feeling that you feel afterwards and like what were you doing at the time? And I think that's a good way to define sober. And just to add, like it's really important to remember that this is a journey, guys. Uh, this is this is a tough journey. It's not easy. Uh, this is really hard. <laughs> I think, uh, through my travels, I've had discussions with people. The discussions come up where, you know, where I talk about, you know, being porn free and it's almost like they've met like a ghost or they've seen like an alien. They're like, what, who are you? Like, what are you doing? Some people are shocked. I've had people like freak out, like in a weird way to where they're like, I love porn and they storm off. Um, others are like, wow, like that's really awesome. Like good for you. And then the others that I've met, like, have shared their own story with it. And it's kind of, it's crazy. Like, I've met so many, it's not really crazy because I just, I think I, I know that, you know, especially a lot of men have struggle with this. But I think the crazy part is being able to have conversations with people. And you'd be surprised that, like, when you're just open and talking to somebody and you come at it at a place of not judgment and just sharing your experience, uh, people also open up to And it's just, it's, it's, for me, it's like, I'm just validating that this is, you know, a, a problem that people struggle with. Uh, but I, I just share that just because it's a journey. I think uh, this journey will, most people, in my opinion, men, will have to face this at some point or the other in this world, um, just with the culture that we live in. And I think if you choose to face this head on and with courage, like, hats off to you and and you know we're brothers in this we're sisters in this like we're together we're a family um you know we have each other's backs that's my feeling about this and uh just remember it's a journey so if you fall down you relapse the most important thing to do really is just to get back up and just get after it the next day and learn Hey, like what drove me to this? Like, you know, why did I have a relapse this time? And I think that's really important, you know, and it's okay. It's okay to fail. That's how we learn, right? 
uh, you know, I've had slips on my trip to where I felt like I was really close to losing it. I was really close to losing my sobriety. Uh, and, you know, I really had to think about like, okay, well, like what led me to that path? And if I was to just re-listen to all my voice memo check-ins that I've sent my little brother, I'm sure you can just piece together. And I have like pieced together, like why, like I got to that point. And you're typically going to find that in your check-ins if you're being honest with yourself. And, uh, you know, I wanted to share this quote. It's uh, from Samuel Beckett. And again, credit to Matt Dobshies. He also says this. Uh, it's a great quote. It's, it's try again, fail again, fail better. And I think what that means to me is it's a mindset thing. It's a complete mindset thing with, with slips and sobriety. You can look at it in one way and feel ashamed and, and feel guilty. like and, and that's probably how I've felt for at least 20 years of my life. I'm 32. I'd say 10 was the first time I was exposed to porn. I mean, really when I started to think about it. I mean, it was probably more in high school of it being an issue. But, you know, I never really thought of the mindset of fail better. Of saying, hey, like, I failed you know, how can I be better next time? How can I improve? How can I move towards recovery, not away from it, right? So hopefully that, that quote can stick with you. Uh, try again, fail again, fail better. It's just a fantastic quote. And I think it really puts things in perspective of, of recovery. Because it's not about the numbers. I think it's good to, you know, when we're starting off, and it's still good, like even down the road. I know there's some guys out there that are been sober for you know a decade or two so it's good to always remember that but at the end of the day uh it's really about your attitude and and what way you're moving are you moving backward are you moving forward so bottom line be honest when you're doing these check-ins be honest about your slips they can be little tiny things too it doesn't have to be some big thing it can just be like hey like i checked a check out at the gym today a little too long check that in with your accountability partner it might be kind of weird at first like i know like my brother and i we check in with each other every day we'll sometimes share crap that's just like it, it would seem so stupid on the outside but when you're really digging into recovery like you are kind of you kind of see things at this micro level where you're like wow like yeah like that that kind of triggered me a little bit like that that kind of caused me to stop for a second like rethink my recovery and hey I'm going to check it in because when you're checking it in, you're verbalizing it that you're already doing like half the work right there. You're putting it out there that this is something that you're aware of. Now, when you don't do that and you hold it inside, you're working against yourself. You're working backwards. You're not working forwards. So that's sobriety that slips last or we got two more. We got threats to recovery. So I would say threats to recovery, if we're going to use this intersection example, it could be like hazards in the road. It could be maybe something with your car. Uh, it, it could be maybe the weather outside. Uh, something that, that might you know, cause you to run that red light that might cause you to go in the intersection when it's yellow. Uh, those would be threats. 
So this is a practice of looking forward, being proactive. It's not talking about the past, talking about the future. Hey, I'm putting forward a plan to recognize these threats. Threats to my sobriety, threats to me moving forward. So a few examples of that that I would share personally would be I mean, a lot, like a big one for me, normally for a threat for me, is just sleep. Um, I still struggle with it. I mean, literally, I'm recording this podcast pretty late right now. Uh, so I think sleep for me is a big deal. Uh, and I will check it in. And if I keep checking in that as a threat, you know, clearly I need to do better with my actions in recovery, right? But threats, uh, you know, for me, it'd be sleep. It could be like work, maybe bleeding, you know, into my you know, life outside of work. Maybe I'm spending too much time stressing about work and it's really affecting like my areas of recovery that maybe I want to be working out more, but I can't because I'm just working so much. So that could be a, a threat to my recovery. Uh, other things would be like, uh, maybe like a traumatic experience happened. So, uh, you know, if, if somebody passed away, uh, if, you know, or like a pet or, you know, maybe someone you knew, like something happened that can really cause like some negative emotions to come up. Right. And like I said earlier with porn being the solution, it's going to be like on your mind to say, Oh my gosh, I feel so sad or I feel terrible. Like I feel like uh, everything's out of my control and I just feel hopeless. Well, here's one thing I can go to that is free, that's accessible, that's going to give me that, that dopamine, that's going to give me like that rush. And I'm going to go to that. That's a threat. You know, it could be like relationship struggles, uh, tough conversations, you know, just consistently just having a negative outlook on things. And like preoccupation with unsound activities are really big threat. So that would be, you know, maybe you're doing some edging, but, and then you stopped, but then you picked it back up again and you picked it back up again and then you picked it back up again. Uh, you know, it could be certain apps. There's definitely been times where I've just deleted apps off my phone because I just couldn't handle it. You know, just like if I was like edging on, like a social media, like feed, like one of those feeds, like I was saying, like YouTube shorts or like TikTok. And I was finding that I was having slips. You know, I would acknowledge that as, hey, like looking forward, like this is definitely a threat for me and, and I need to do something about it. Like I need to delete this. I need to just take a break from it for a while because I, I can't even handle the app itself. Uh, you know, it also could be like websites that you go on that, Oh, I'm just looking at this, but in the background, I'm also looking at this. Uh, that's a threat. Uh, you know, so hopefully that, that kind of helped hammer home the point. It also could be like in real life too. You know, it could be maybe objectifying or sexualizing people that you know. Uh, if you're in a relationship, you know, it, it could be, you know, being flirty or, you know, something of that nature. Uh, there's a lot of different things that could be threats. Uh, but I, I would say, you know, as you work through this, you know, start to kind of play with that and, and look ahead, you know, try to understand what are like your triggers, like what triggers 
you to look at porn like what triggers you to get into this mode to where you're kind of sucked in you're pulled into it so those are threats the last t are tools so the tools would be how like you actually combat those threats so we got your actions in recovery but then we have your tools those are more geared towards okay we're talking about the future talking about this future threat what kind of tools can I use to combat that threat? Basically stopping in its tracks, uh, neutralize that threat, right? So this would be like if you're, again, using the intersection example, uh, like if it's really snowy and icy, drive slower. <laughs> if it's really rainy, you know, make sure that your windshield wipers are on. Uh, if you're car is having an alignment issue go get your alignment fixed it's really like kind of that maintenance more of those tangible kind of things those practical things that you can do so i'm going to tell you like when i was in the process of getting divorced i, I had this like it was like a two three weeks streak where i just kind of lost control i was i was porn free for a, a decent amount of time i would say like six months leading up to you know kind of this relapse and oh my gosh it, it was just awful i felt so depressed i um i got really low guys like i'm not even joking you know i got really low and maybe we can talk about that on a different podcast but just incredibly low and just you know was looking at porn and, and just not even enjoying it just feeling so sad and I, is because it was the saddest I ever felt in my life. So, of course, I was going to this stuff and just kind of felt like I gave up, you know. And uh, I started work with Vern, um, you know, kind of like late January and February. And I was just struggling. It just felt like I was a broken record. Like, <laughs> I was like, I couldn't, like, hold my sobriety together. And uh, one thing that Vern, like, really kind of, I'll always kind of remember this. He just said, hey, like, I think you really need to put some kind of like software like on your phone on your laptop because you know your willpower is going to come and go uh, but if you can like look at some practical like methods to you know reduce uh you, you know reduce this and, and make it hard you know make it impossible then you should do it and like right when i got that call well he kind of told me a few times and finally when it hit me i'm like okay like i got off the call and like right away, I put that, uh, put accountable to you on my computer. And that's like basically a, a software. I put that on my, my, my computer and my uh, iPhone. And that's a software basically where, you know, it tracks like web searches or like like certain like apps that you're putting on your phone that are unsound. And what it does is it actually will send like real time updates to whatever accountability partner you choose. And, uh, so if you're like, looking up stuff online, it'll literally extend a text. It's like your accountability partner. <laughs> and it's done that before, like where it's done that with like my little brother and, uh, and Vern, they're like, they're like, what the, what the heck's going on? It's done that before too, like where I've gone on like my sub stack and I type in porn free millennial and that it, it's good that it works, but it, it's kind of funny. Sometimes they'll be like, are you doing okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm like, just, you know, just on, uh, working on my podcast but um i think that's helpful because it actually like you don't i don't want like my little brother like seeing like some porn star's name that i'm looking up like i don't want that or my my mentor who 
you know, is like an OG in the, the porn podcasting game. Like that's just embarrassing. <laughs> like, uh, so like that in its own nature for me, like it, it kind of like neutralized like a lot of the, the want and the desire to go to it. Cause I'm like, Oh crap. Well, if I do that, like that's kind of embarrassing. And then if I work around it, then I'm really just being dishonest and it's kind of like wasting my time, you know, wasting my money with this app. So I got that. Um, also, you know, you can look at like, like Covenant Eyes, Bark. Uh, I think there's a few other out there that you can look up. I, I would just Google accountability software like for you know, like for porn or things like that. Uh, you know, also you can look at ad blockers. So those will actually like reduce and, and basically, um, you know, stop any like unwanted ads. And, and you can put settings on there too to like for like sexual images and stuff. So those don't come up. So the one that I use is ad blocker or sorry, ad guard. And I've been using that, you know, since February as well as accountable to you. So other things that you can do, you can take a break from social media. So like I was talking about, there's like a certain app, like I'm not even going to name all of them, but if there's some that, you know, maybe you use for educational quote unquote purposes, but it becomes more of a sex education purpose than, or anatomy course, uh, I would definitely, you know, recommend that you take a break from it. You can live without an app on your phone um, and take a break. And I've had times like where I've just have taken long breaks. And uh, yeah, at first it, it's a little bit interesting. Like you, you might give up some social contact, but at the end of the day, like what's more important, like your recovery, like you living you know, with meaning and purpose or, you know, or just using this social media app, you know, that really how much purpose does it bring? You know, most of the time, you know, we're, we get so sucked into these things that it actually just makes us, our heads hurt and uh, <laughs> makes us feel like more anxious. At least that's what it does to me. Uh, time limits on your phone. Uh, that's a really good one. Uh, so you can, you can set certain time restrictions up. So, you know, maybe certain minutes you can be on a social media app or or just online in general uh also times uh to shut down your phone use at night so like literally that's just a physical thing you can do is to say you know i'm gonna put my phone in a different room or i'm gonna to put on do not disturb mode uh maybe at like 10 o'clock at night and that's your shutdown period that's when you just don't use it that's a great method there uh, setting up like rewards and consequences linked to your adherence to your own rules is good too. I know that some that helped me like when I was getting sober and getting on track, uh, you know, six months ago was setting up like rewards. So like every month I wrote down in my calendar, like on my phone, like a reoccurring, like, Hey, this is like, you're, you're going to be porn free for two months. Hey, you're going to be porn free for three months. And with it would actually be a reward. So be like, I think the first thing that I bought was uh, a hat. And then the next thing I bought was a pair of shoes. And it was kind of just, you know, rewarding myself saying, hey, good job, dude. And, uh, you know, also you want to have consequences. I think one of mine was uh, like giving up a certain app for like a month. Uh, one I put down before was a flip phone. Uh, and... Uh, I think I had to kind of just change that because of work and stuff. But uh, I think if it really got bad, you know, I could see myself getting a flip phone. 
But I think you just like want to set something reasonable for consequences and something too that also like sucks, like something that you don't want to do. Like if you're like, well, I'm just gonna give up, you know, uh, chocolate for a month, but you don't eat chocolate. Well, you're kind of just being a cop out, so don't do that. <laughs> so hopefully, you know, I think like the, those tools made sense. Uh, again, those are tools to combat those future threats. So again, if we're going to use that intersection example, there's a hazard in the road, there's something wrong with your car, the weather's bad, you need to make sure that you're being aware of your environment and saying, hey, I need to take proactive action here so that I don't blow through this red light. I don't enter on the yellow light. I go through on the green light and I go through with safety. I go through with confidence and boom, you're through the intersection. So now that we talked about what a fast check-in is and what it means, now we're going to talk real quick about how to do it and who to do it with. So, I mean, these are meant to be collaborative these are meant to do with somebody I would say that you trust or maybe somebody that's on the same path as you. Uh, you know, I developed when I was in uh, Matt Dobshoot's Recovered Man, they called it a rev group. I ended up, it was kind of encouraged to break off and have check-ins with other people in the group. So that's what I did. So if you're like in a group or maybe you're like in a church group or, you know, you have a group of friends you trust, that'd be one way you could do it. Uh, you, but you know, you really want to pick somebody that you respect or maybe someone that, that you see has, you know, a positive growth mindset that's looking forward, uh, that's not, you know, stuck and, and just going through the motions. Uh, you really want to be able to push yourself and push that other person. So at the end of the day, it's about growth and it is about being vulnerable. It is about, uh, you know, talking about things that normally you don't want to talk about like that's that's the purpose of these uh, so uh, again someone that you know is going to have your back and you'll have their back so it's a two-way street so so that's like if you're going like peer-to-peer -peer, i would say uh, other ways you can do it too like i have a mentor so like i said Vern tomkey with uh, band of brothers dot care He's like, it's more of like a, a peer to mentor situation so, or a, a mentee to mentor situation to where it's more of me checking in and doing a fast check in with him versus him doing it back to me because he's further along in recovery. Like the real purpose is for him to provide me more feedback and me more guidance on where I'm going and, and to kind of evaluate where I'm at. You know, maybe call me out if, if I'm not being honest or if I'm not staying true to like what my plans are. So it's also great to have a mentor. And then maybe sometime down the line, you know, when you're really hitting your stride, you could be a mentor to somebody else. Uh, so for me personally, I'll just share real quick. Uh, you know, I do a check in every day with my little brother. Love him to death. He's my best friend. And, uh, we've had, we've really connected, uh, you know, I'd say like during the marriage, during, you know, kind of some, during that time, we grew apart a little bit, 
and uh <laughs> these check it's, it's kind of crazy how this stuff happens but you know like both of us have struggled with porn and it's really brought us so much closer together than i could ever imagine and and uh it's been a blessing in my life and it really like this is probably like one of the main reasons i want to share the fast and was fast check-in was just to share like i don't think i'd be here without him and without these daily check-ins like they really put i look forward to them every day i look forward to hearing his i look forward to giving mine and uh it really it's just really helped me on my journey it's really helped me keep keep me on the the keep me on the path uh, keep me from regressing i will tell you that my brother has facetimed me before where i texted him saying hey like i think i'm about ready to give up i I think you know i'm about to relapse like i'm I'm kind of about ready to hit go through that intersection and uh, (laughs) he facetimed me and we would talk and got me out of it and uh and that's happened i think twice and uh yeah, if you're listening, love you. Love you, brother. Um, <laughs> but uh, I just want to share that because that's what it's all about. It's about vulnerability. It's it's about it's about companionship. It's a, it's about brotherhood. It's about camaraderie. Uh, you know, these are the things that 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 porn pushes us away from. It isolates us. It it basically, you know, it defiles a lot of things that we hold sacred, like what our values are. It, it goes against those, you know, and it's very nature, in my opinion. And when you dig into these check-ins and you really put that energy in, you're going to get a lot out of it. And these check-ins can really save the day for you because it gives you a chance to really put it out there, like how you're doing and like what your plan is to move forward. Uh, so I check in with my brother every day. We do that through voice memos. Uh, so we send voice memos to each other. I mean, typically we try to keep it uh, like five to ten minutes. Sometimes we get a little long on the tooth. And, uh, <laughs> you know, but it's not always just like so serious the way I'm putting it. Like, uh, you know, if you know the person well, definitely tell jokes and make each other laugh. You know, it's a good way for us just to, to check in overall, too, with how things are going in life. And, uh, you know, typically, you know, we do it every day and our goal is to do it sometime around the afternoon. So basically what I'm saying is, you know, have a method, you know, it could be a voice memo recording. It could be a phone call. It could be an email. It could be FaceTime, Zoom, in person, like something that you both feel comfortable with. And then, you know, frequency, right? It doesn't have to be every day. It just really depends on, you know, what works best for your schedule, you know, what you think is valuable. Uh, I would say like, you know, daily or maybe every other day or maybe certain like weekly. Uh, I would say I probably wouldn't go past like weekly. Uh, Maybe every other week would probably be the furthest I'd go. But like I check in once a month. I just feel like a lot can happen in one month and that'd just be too much to cover in one check in. So you, you really... I would say daily is probably you're going to get the most out of if you're talking with a peer. I'd say mentor like once a week or once every other week. So typically with my mentor, we do like an actual uh, like 60 minute uh, 
like meeting where we'll go through the course and through that we'll also check in with each other i'll typically text him to or reach out to him you know uh in between uh you know with maybe if i'm struggling or if there's a big win and then also have a therapist and we also meet bi-weekly and that's overall just goals that i have for life but you know porn is a big part of that in recovery from it so i'll also do you know a check-in with him as well and similar we don't do a fast check-in but it, a lot of it's like you know rating how you're feeling you know mentally how you're feeling spiritually how you're feeling uh, physically all that plays into recovery and recovery plays into that so if you take a holistic approach to this that's really going to help you uh, so we got basically, you know, who you want to pick as your accountability partner, uh, how you can check in with each other, and also what times you can use. And, you know, I just say like, and this is just me, but if it starts to become an echo chamber where both of you are just talking about failing over and over again with no true actions no true tools that you're going to be using you're not even calling out threats it's all past tense stuff you might have to like reevaluate yourself and where you're at with your honesty you might have to reevaluate the partner you're using because you really shouldn't be stuck in a place of where you're just repeating over and over and over again you know typically that's either like a you problem or you might, it might be lopsided to where you're putting forth all this effort and then your partner's not really taking it seriously. And that can also kind of eat away a little bit at you and, and can drag you down. So I think that's just an important thing. And it's definitely a balance, you know, like we all have our good days and bad days. But I think if it becomes like consistent to where you're not getting value out of it, then I would say, you know, try to pair yourself up with somebody else. All right, team. So that's the overview of the fast check-in. So, you know, hopefully defining it as well as providing, you know, tips on how to get started has been beneficial for you. Uh, you know, like I said, I've, I've been on the road now since June and it's been, it's been a big change of life for me. You know, there's, there's been some really high highs. Um, I'd say the lows aren't as low considering like kind of divorce and going through that but you know definitely have had still some really some low moments to where you know I feel sad I feel regret I, f I feel you know shame I feel guilt you know those still creep up you know those feelings still come up uh, you know but 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 I know that working through these and, and using these fast check-ins it's been a lifeline you know and I really do look forward to them and I really wanted to share this with you because I think this is one of the most valuable tools that you can have in your tool belt it really encapsulates recovery in such a great way and it, you can really personalize it to work for yourself so with that being said uh, I really appreciate all of you being on and listening uh, you know please subscribe hit the bell to get those notifications where I post hope I can do these with more frequency I am heading back to Colorado. I hope to be there uh, before the end of September, and I'll probably be there for a few months, so that'll be a little bit more downtime for me, I think, where I can 
work through this stuff a little bit more and build out some more content. Other than this podcast, I'd say a great other way that you can uh, get more is by taking a look at my Substack at Porn Free Millennial. That's where I'll actually write out some articles. I actually did write out the fast check-in as well in article form. So if you want to look at that, uh, that's great research. It actually does have uh, Vern's uh, feeling wheel in there. It's in the article. And, uh, you know, you can definitely take that and use that in your check-ins and just hold that article as a reference point too. You know, if you, if you kind of forget the steps or forget where to go, uh, it's, it's a great place to go. So, again, my Substack's Porn Free Millennial. And uh, really hope uh, that you have a great rest of your week. You know, let me know what you think about the podcast. If you have any ideas or any topics that you'd like me to discuss, you know, leave that in, uh, you know, the comments. If you'd like to leave a review as well, uh, you know, I'd love to hear any kind of feedback that you have, uh, you know, to improve the podcast or, or any, any other feedback that you have would be greatly appreciated. So until next time, keep fighting the good fight. Talk to you later. Peace.